there. Welcome to You're Doing Fine, Oklahoma, where we explore mysteries, hauntings, and family secrets from the great state of Oklahoma and beyond. I'm Shy. And I'm Shanna. We're wannabe mystery solvers and cousins that love to hash out our favorite whodunits during family time. Our husbands are afraid of us, as As they they should be. be. Let's do some podcasts, shall we? Let's do. Let's do. And I would just like to say that we missed the Halloween podcast, and it's me. I'm the problem. No. It's me. I think we're both the problem, being that we have (laughs) five million things going on at once. I know. I thought when the um, cold came in, it would start getting slower, but it hasn't. Mm -mm. It's real dumb. Yeah. It's fine. It's real dumb. It will all work out. It's fine. I do, however, before we start, want to give a shout out to Consigning Sisters in Edmond. Oh. They hooked me up with my Halloween costume. One of my Halloween costumes. Let's be honest, I did too. Because you're fucking extra shit. Yes, I did one for work that was appropriate. And then one of an evening that, I mean, it's from a kid's cartoon, but it's from a, what's his name? Whatever. Um, it was a corpse bride. So they hooked me up with a an old wedding gown that turned out to be perfection for my costume. And they were the sweetest. And so shout out if you guys are ever in Edmond and you like to thrift like my family does. Um, definitely check out Consigning Sisters over on Boulevard and 33rd. They're awesome. I love them. I had the best experience there. Are they size inclusive? Do they have big girl clothes? Yes, they do. Cool. Love that. (laughs) Love that. Yes. Okay. Do we have any other pod business since we've been away from each other for so long? I know. (laughs) Where have you been? I uh, have been watching my child play softball. (laughs) It turns out. Every weekend. And just sitting in an embroidery circle with young children. I mean. Doing embroidery. You know, they were living their best life with you. They were. They love it. And I love them. I don't really like kids, but I like those kids. They're all right. You know, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So are we ready? I think so. I don't have any other shout outs or anything. Okay. Cool. So... I'm going to do my episode that I originally wrote to do on Halloween, but then failed epically. That's fine. At Halloween. And it's whatever. I feel like Halloween came very fast this year. It really did. I I really wish they'd put it on the same day every year Mm -hmm. so that I'd know when it is. Right. And then it's just like, boom, out of nowhere, it just hits me. Right. October 31st every year. Right. Like a dumbass. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, my child's birthday is in October, and I was like, so we need to do a birthday party for her. Mm-hmm. Haven't done that yet. <laughs> it's November. It's fine. We'll get it done. It'll it's be fine. fine. Totally fine. Okay. So in this episode, we are going to talk about, you know how people are always like, check your kid's candy because there might be 
drugs and razor blades in there. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, first of all, drug dealers aren't giving away drugs for free. Yeah, absolutely not. Child's candy at all. No. Um, it, no. And secondly, the only documented instance of a death due to tampered Halloween candy uh-huh, uh-huh. happened in the 1970s. Uh-huh. And that's what we we about to talk about. Oh, my God. The story Kay. is so... Okay. Yes. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So... I'm here for this story. Let's just give facts. Okay. And say that tampered Halloween candy really isn't a thing. So, it is really not a thing. Uh, let your kids have fun. Yes. Stop being a fucking Debbie Downer. Right. Um, Any who's it. So, we will start on a rainy Halloween night yes. in 1974. <gasps> oh okay. Gosh. Okay. The children of Deer Park, Texas were out knocking on doors, and Ronald Clark O'Brien, who was an optician, was out too with his kids. So, he had uh, two children, eight-year-old Timothy and five-year-old Elizabeth. Okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. They're in the burbs. Right. They're in their their suburban neighborhood Mm -hmm. near their home. And they were with some friends. Okay. With a neighbor and his son. Uh, The kids were amped up. These are young kids on Halloween night. They're ready. You know, they're ready to find treats. Right. Okay. They got their costumes on. They've got their costumes on. And you know, back in that, like back in the day, they were just like wearing those masks covered in lead paint. Yeah. You know? With a little plastic outfit that goes with it. So yeah. So plastic masks that had the little yeah. elastic thing behind your head. The good old days. The cut into your face. Yeah. This is the best. Back in my day, you yeah. know? <laughs> so... One of the houses that they went up to had all of its lights switched off. So either the people weren't home or they were just like, fuck this, I'm not doing Halloween, which I respect. And that's the path that I take on Halloween is right. fuck this. I'm like, not I'm not doing it. Doing any of that. I am the opposite. I love I love getting dressed up and handing out candy and just seeing all the kids like. I know. But if you had three dogs that went berserk when anyone even traipsed across your lawn, you would not be about oh, Halloween. No, completely at understand that mm-hmm. at all. <laughs> but you have good dogs. Well, what does that feel like? Well, are they? <laughs> <laughs> So, um, the kids knocked on the door. There was no answer. Whatever. And the kids kind of ran off to find another house. The neighbor and his son followed Ronald's kids, and Ronald was just kind of left alone. So, a little bit after that, Ronald, the dad of the eight-year-old and the Mm five-year-old, catches up with the group. And he was like, hey, you guys ran off too soon. They had candy for you. Here's a handful of pixie sticks. Oh, Lord. Okay. Okay. And we're not just talking about the, remember the little tiny pixie sticks? Oh, yeah. The big ass ones that were in like, we're talking about the big ones that were in like a whole thing of plastic. Yes. You know what I mean? And it was pure sugar. Just pure ass sugar with a little bit of flavoring. Yep. So... He was like, 
someone was there all along. You guys slept on it. But here you go. I got you some candy because I'm a great dad. Right. Okay? Uh-huh. So he gave uh, sweets to each of the kids, the neighbor's son and his two kids. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they're walking home because the night's kind of over. It's raining. It's gross. Um. Then, as they're getting home, they're getting to bed, Timothy, the son of Ronald, was allowed one more treat before bed. So he picked a pixie stick. And it was like stuck inside the straw. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know, you know, like clumpy and right. stuck inside the straw. So his dad helped him get it all worked out so he could take a big mouthful of sugar. And he was like, eh, it tastes bitter and it's gross. Okay. Yeah. Um, so his dad got him a glass of Kool-Aid because this is the fucking 70s. Yeah. God bless him. Mm-hmm. To wash the taste away. And less than an hour later, Timothy would be dead. Dear Lord. Yeah. Okay. So the kid, Timothy, right, is rushed to a hospital. But the, by the time he makes it to the hospital, he's already deceased. Oh, my God. Okay. So it being a young boy... They call the cops mm-hmm. and say, like, this is a suspicious death. Like, right. you need whatever. So, uh, cops come down. They're getting the investigation started. All of that. The medical examiner is called out. Um, and this is in Harris County, Texas. So, around the Houston area. So, okay. it's like a huge mm-hmm. metropolitan area. Right? right. Yeah. And... Um, the medical examiner was like asking all the right questions and he asks the medical professionals that were on staff at the hospital, what does the boy's breath smell like? And so they're like check, you know, checking him and stuff like that. And turns out his he had a scent of like almonds. Oh no. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the medical examiner immediately was like cyanide. Boom. Yep. Period. Like end of story. End of story. Boom. Yeah. Period. So they did the autopsy and upon doing all of the, the testing and everything like that after the au- autopsy, the medical examiner said that Timothy had consumed enough cyanide to kill two adult humans. Jesus. And tests later found that the top two inches of the pixie sticks had been packed with cyanide. Oh, my God. Yeah. So police officers obviously are like, give me that candy. Mm-hmm. Let's... Check it out, right? Yeah. And they were able to get, because, you know, there was another kid mm-hmm. in the mix with them. They were able to get the pixie sticks from that household as well. Thank God. To make sure that kid didn't eat them. So, like, it could have been worse. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, it's terrible. It could have been worse. 
but like they're saying that that night when they went to the neighbor's house, mm-hmm. the little boy that was the neighbor, mm-hmm. they found him in bed with the pixie stick. Oh my god. And he just wasn't strong enough to undo because the whoever put poison in it mm-hmm. had stapled the top of the pixie sticks. And he wasn't strong enough to undo the staple. I this think, little boy. I think at that point, if I were to receive a pixie stick, knowing, because pixie sticks are still to this day pretty popular, and seeing a staple, they weren't stapled back then. It was all glue. Um, that I would have been like, why is there a staple? But it's 74. I still, I don't think they were stapled in 74. It's 74, and we're actively putting lead paint on our kids' faces for Halloween. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. <laughs> like, there was a lot of shit going sideways in 74, Shy. It's a tr- lot. It's true. A lot. <laughs> um, So, they get Ronald, the dad, the optician, mm-hmm. to be like, where was this house that you got Pixie Six from? Right. Sir. Right. Where? And so he, um, like... He was like, oh, I, ugh, I don't remember what house it was. He was, so they asked him to describe the person that was handing out the candy. Ooh, I just mm, can't come up with. Was it, was it just too dark for him to distinguish a <sighs> facial? Yeah, that uh, allegedly this person had just emerged from the front door and handed him the candy. Okay. Sure. Sure. So obviously... Uh, investigators were like, I call bullshit. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, they have to do, like, an investigation and whatever. Right. And this was the olden days when they couldn't just be like, you're a liar. I mean, they probably could. They but totally could, but it wouldn't They didn't have, like, court. DNA or anything, <laughs> yeah. you know. So. You know at one point they played <laughs> good cop, bad cop. Oh, got to. Got to. <laughs> So, um, they waited a couple of days. They took him out again and were like, bro, it seems like you need to find this house or you're pretty suspicious. Mm-hmm. You know, it's pretty suspicious that you can't find. Your child is dead. I think you would want to remember real quick. The cyanide house. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's like, oh, that's it. Found it. Pointed it out. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, the man that lived at this home was not there at the time that Ronald is like, that's the one. It's that house. Mm -hmm. So, they go to the airport in Houston to Hobby, where this guy worked, and arrest him on the spot and are just like, murder. Case closed. Over. Boom. And this poor guy's probably like... And this guy's like, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? I wasn't even home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, arrested. They're like, solved it. Mission accomplished. George W. Bush is rolling down the banner on the aircraft carrier. <laughs> We're good to go. We solved this crime. Yeah. Only this little pesky issue that he has an alibi for mm-hmm. Halloween night. Yeah. He was working at Hobby. Mm-hmm. That night, mm-hmm. his wife and daughter were home and had turned out the lights early because they had run out of candy. 
But colleagues and timesheets from his place of business confirmed he was working that night. So they're Mm -hmm. like, why would Ronald, Ronnie, Mm -hmm. what the fuck are you doing? Why would you say this bro over here was the one handing out pixie sticks when he was obviously at work? Yep. Right? So, um, yeah. The investigators are, again, suspicious. Okay? As they should be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they, and they just kind of started talking about how Ronald is a little weirdy weird mm-hmm. around the death of his son. Like, yeah. around the funeral and around... Something like that. Like, he wanted to be the center of attention. Like, he wrote this song for his son's funeral. I'm sorry, what? And wanted to perform it. I'm sorry, For everyone. Yeah. Because I'm just saying, like, you can't... um, You can't force anybody into a box of grief. Right. Like, people act different, Mm -hmm. you know, regardless. If my child died at a young age like that, I would be fucking devastated. Oh, no. For sure. I, like, can't even imagine. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And he's writing songs and shit. Yeah. So it's just, like, weird. Okay? <laughs> They're like, he's definitely in shock. He's super <laughs> sus. Super, super sus right now. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> the cops do more investigating, mm-hmm. as they do. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they found out that old Ronnie had recently taken out life insurance policies on both of his kids. Was Ronald married? Not at this time. Okay. No. $10,000 per child. Oh, Lord. Okay. And he had taken them out in January of that year. Then he takes out an additional $20,000 per child a month before Halloween. So that is very, very sus at that point. They had already discovered that he was deeply in debt. Oh, shit. And owed debts of over $100,000. So they they found out that he had called these life insurance companies to ask about the payout at 9 a.m. the morning after Timothy's death. 9 a.m. The morning after. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. When he's probably still standing in the hospital at like midnight the night before. Right. Right. Yeah. So they're like suspicious. Um, Yeah. You know, like, what are you doing, sir? Yeah. Yeah. So they finally got a search warrant for the home. Mm -hmm. And they found a pair of scissors with plastic residue attached which was similar to the residue found on the pixie sticks nice okay okay and so he's arrested and he's taken in for questioning now they say that after he's arrested evidence just continues to stack up and i'm like what does that mean but i mean you already have like a, a lot, but it's fine. Um, 
so it turns out that Ronnie was going to like community college. Okay. All right. And in class, he would ask his professor questions like, what is more lethal, cyanide or another type of poison? And just like, why would anybody ask that mm-hmm. just randomly in class? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another witness came forward who worked for a chemical company in Houston, and they had notified police that a man had come in to buy some cyanide, but left after being told the smallest amount he could buy was five pounds. Five pounds of cyanide. That's a lot of fucking cyanide. But also, isn't it a little suspicious when someone comes in and is like, can I buy some cyanide, bro? Uh, Yes, but again, we're in 74, remember? And they were actively letting lead paint on masks. (laughs) So if a man goes in wanting to buy cyanide. You give the man his cyanide. You give him his cyanide because obviously he's needing it for something very important, like removing some type of. I don't know. What is I, what, would it be? Would is, it be rat, rat poison? I don't know. What was cyanide used for? The, the only thing I know cyanide was used for was to kill other people. Murder. That's what, Obviously. That's what the spies used, right? Right? Oh, maybe they just thought he was like doing the Lord's work during the Cold War. Oh. Mm-hmm. And they were like, Cause there was don't be suspicious. So many spies in Texas. Fine. Well, he did work for the airport. He was a spy. Okay, I'm getting off track. Anyway. I thought he was an optometrist. He was an optician. Optician. Which I, I think is that. like a glasses fitter. Oh. Or people that sell glasses. Oh, okay. I think. The fact that he was going to community college tells me that it was probably not, yeah. a, do- not, not a, a doctor. Not a doctor. You know what I mean? Yes. No shade whatsoever. But I'm just saying. Yeah. Um... <laughs> So the guy from the store yeah. was like, bro, the smallest amount of cyanide I can give you is five pounds. And he said he could not identify Ronnie as the guy who came t- came into the store. So, um, but he said the customer was wearing a beige or blue smock like a doctor. Okay. So... And they were like, well, he is an optician, so he wears that sort of uniform every day to work. So bing, bang, boom, done. Yeah. (laughs) Um, They're like, still fits, 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 fits. Mm -hmm. So they couldn't really prove that he bought any pixie sticks because, like, I mean, he probably didn't use a credit card. And even back in those days, like, credit cards were like a the ch-ch-ch thing yeah yeah and And then you turn them into the company and they and also two receipts back then didn't itemize things like it was just a price no yeah it was just a price yeah and if he used cash like yeah whatever right Mm -hmm. um and they couldn't prove that he'd bought any cyanide so he was just like i'm innocent i didn't do this nothing happened whatever but what the investigators realized was that he loved the attention and he was like all about having the attention. He was about the news articles. He was about um, having the attention of investigators and all that. So they charge him with mm-hmm. murder 
Um, Ronnie enters a not guilty plea. Of course. And his defense was like, somebody gave out this candy. Right. Period. <laughs> um, you know. A whatever. ghost gave it to me. Yeah. So a sick individual using Halloween to poison unsuspecting children. Like, why? Right. Um, but friends, family, and coworkers all testified against him. Oh, shit. Yeah. Apparently he was uh, not, 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 not well liked at all. He was not liked at all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. And on June 3rd of 1975, so this is like eight months after the death, mm-hmm. it took just 46 minutes for the jury to return a guilty verdict. A oh, damn. In one charge of capital murder. Oh, damn. Yes. And four counts of attempted murder. Yeah. Because he had handed them out to mm-hmm. other kids, right? Other kids, yep. An hour later, so let's just break this down. Less than two hours, a jury in Harris County, Texas, decided guilty on capital murder charges and attempted murder charges and decided that uh, he would be executed in the electric chair. Holy hell. They just like, they were like, we've already decided. Bye. Yeah. Let's get out of here for lunch. We're not spending any more time on this. No, we're done with this. So, yeah. So, again, there are no other documented cases Mm -hmm. of really tainted um, sweets. Right. And, like... The only documented case, this one, was from sweets that were tampered with inside the family. Right. Yeah. Someone that was using the death of their child to profit and erase their debts. Right. Right? Yeah. And they think that, I mean, obviously he was trying to kill his daughter too Mm -hmm. and potentially other kids. Probably if the other kids would have gotten into it. It may have been easier for him to be like, oh, this is ra- totally random. Yeah. You know, that's true. Totally that's true. random. That's what I was just getting ready to say. Like, it would have been a better case for him had another child passed. Yeah. But luckily, no one else got into it. Yeah. And he was so readily helping his son get into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he's fucking trash. Oh, God. Absolute Ugh. fucking trash. It just hurts my stomach. Like, it's just. <sighs> to watch not only to to plan it obviously he he had planned something be- mm-hmm. right because he had taken out two life insurance policies in the same year um and then went about putting it in a pixie stick but to watch your son die ingest from it, poison yeah ingest God. it and then to witness him dying yes like cyanide death is quite painful correct like to be no it's it's gross no very much a munchausen by proxy type of situation if you think about it because he got he liked yeah he liked liked the the attention attention. yeah and he profited off of it he profited in both ways yeah with attention and monetarily or he could have i'm sure they didn't pay out on it but Right. Um, yeah. No, no, no. So he was put to death in March of 1984 um, 
by this point, the Supreme Court had ruled the electric chair a cruel and unusual punishment. So he got lethal injection in Huntsville okay. on death row in Texas. Okay. Um, and people outside, uh, this is neither here nor there. This was just part of the story. 300 people gathered outside the penitentiary waiting for announcement of his death. Okay. And people that were like pro death penalty or pro the death of this man were throwing candy bars at anti death penalty protesters. What? Oh my God. Like, keep it classy, Texas. Stop. But, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. But yeah, that was an 84. So it is what it is. But, um, the literally this was my halloween story <laughs> i love it i was uh really amped up on it because i keep seeing all of these crazy like tiktoks and social media things that are like make sure your kids candy doesn't have fentanyl in it nobody's fucking giving away fentanyl what yeah, are you no. talking about no no. What are you fucking talking about, I, Karen? I honestly, I think the only reason they're doing that one is because of this situation, this story, in this case, um, was then like, um, you know, blown up into this like, there's somebody like, yeah, it's like a cautionary tale yes. that just keeps repeating itself. But then, when did the Tylenol poisonings happen? Was it early 80s, late late 70s, early 80s? Sometime around then. Because that's when all these people were dying because of the Tylenol, right? And so people now have it in their heads that, oh my gosh, yes, somebody can 100% um, tamper Tamper. with our kids' candy. These are complete strangers handing our kids candy. Yeah. Um, And you you just never know. So- I was going to see how many Tylenol deaths there actually were. Seven. Yeah. In 1982. Yeah. And it was in the Chicago area. Right. Yeah. So I think just that news getting around, the news of these kids dying in Texas, which we didn't have. We didn't have um, the interwebs back then that could immediately give us the correct story that it was a father who killed his child. Right. They were just like Halloween candy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so it was more like a, a tale, like a, you know, cautionary tale, fictional, whatever type of yeah tale that took on form. So, I mean, I could see, I could see why, but not once growing up and not once during the holidays, Halloween holidays with my kids, have we ever no. come across anything like that? No. So. And in our, like when we grew up in our small town, people used to give out handmade treats. Like oh, yeah. going to the Lowers for popcorn balls was the best fucking okay. time on Halloween. So for you, it was the Lowers. Yeah. For us, it was the Van Dorans who gave out precious, I'm going to give her a shout out, precious Margot made the popcorn balls that everyone wanted. Yes. And she gave those out every year and it was just the best. You just felt like Ugh. on top of the world when she handed out Somebody those. used to hand out caramel apples too and I can't who remember was who it that? was, but they were fucking so good. Who was that? But yeah, in our, in our yeah. little hometown people. We would get handmade treats and those time. were the best. I was like, fuck your stupid Snickers. Fuck your fun size Snickers. Give me a popcorn ball. Right? <laughs> With a popcorn ball? <laughs> 
Anyways. <laughs> back your fun size Snickers. <laughs> Girl, this year, this year at Halloween, since we're, this is going to be playing obviously after Halloween. Yeah. We were the full size house. Nice. We were the full size house. We were kind of feeling like badasses about it. And then again this year had barely any children come by and we were like it's because you're way in the back of the neighborhood oh god it's gotta be we're like tell your friends like you should put out friends? signs next year you should put out signs that say full-size house <laughs> and just like <laughs> well i told him i was like one of these years we are doing like this spooky ass house and we're gonna give out those those full-size ones so hopefully we can do both again yeah do like you'll scary have at least ass. one more year here yeah so. it'll be fine i'm just saying it'll be great Halloween, y'all. It's supposed to be fun. Let it be fun. It's my f- it's my favorite holiday, but it's my favorite holiday just because I like the cold weather. Mm-hmm. I like the change of daylight earlier. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that we're now slipping into like simmer pots on the stove that yeah, smell yeah. a little cinnamony c- and clovey, yeah. you know? Yeah. I want all of that. I just love it. Just every time those little kids come up to the house, it's just the best. The, when they have the biggest smile, I just love it. But I mean, even when we were taking my kids, yeah. you know, our kids out and just them running into other friends or seeing other kids just like on cloud nine that they got to dress up and be, you know, be a superhero, be scary. I know. So I just I loved it. They just got to be just totally you know themselves and be whatever character they i just love that harper was a cottage witch this year and she lived her best life because her witch hat had mushrooms and leaves all over it what and it was her and she got to wear docks she got to wear black docks instead of having to wear some you know ballet shoes or whatever and like i love that she was like yeah. This is my personality now. I love it. My So my 16-year-old <laughs> was the female version of Phantom of the Opera. Right. Which she was amazing. And her little best friend was, oh, God, I don't remember the character's name. Rose. Whatever. I don't know. And then uh, my oldest, who still loves to dress up, she handed out candy, uh, was Gwen from Spider-Verse. Yeah. Hers was really, really good. It was so good. She had the whole bodysuit. Yeah. Yeah. So. Mm, it was just fun. Love it. Fun times all around. Happy Halloween. late Halloween, everybody. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now let's start. Let's start doing some crockpot stuff and yeah. <laughs> light light some fires. And I'm ready for that. Mm-hmm. I wish I had a fireplace, but it all cuddled up under the blankets. Yeah. Anyways, I'm down. Weather, cold weather's coming. I'm ready for it. Yep. Looks like seasonal depression is on its way. <laughs> Smells like seasonal depression outside. It, it does. I'm <laughs> I'm glad I'm medicated this year. Get your meds called in now. I'm just saying I hope I don't run out. <laughs> it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be awesome. That was awesome, Shan. I love that story. I don't like it that it's not a good story, but no. I love that we can have the truth behind such a nationwide fear. Fear. Yeah. And your fear is not based in anything that's Any, reality at all. At all. So so Thanks, Shan. Thanks, Shai. If you've enjoyed this episode or you're just really optimistic that we'll only get better from here, like, subscribe, follow You're Doing Fine Oklahoma on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at You're Doing Fine OK Pod. That's 
you are underscore doing underscore fine underscore okay underscore pod.